Hello everyone, and welcome to Bluebeard's Tech Talk. I'm Josh Bentley, and yes, I have a blue beard. I work for SAP, one of the world's largest business software companies, and I'm a developer advocate on our developer relations team. As part of my responsibilities, I talk about the SAP Cloud Platform. One of the goals of this podcast is to connect developers to code they may or may not have been aware of, and they can use it when they're developing their own applications. Another ambitious goal of this podcast is to entertain you. To do that, I'm going to try to have as many interviews as I can with subject matter experts. Okay, let's get started. Welcome back. Another episode of Bluebeard's Tech Talk. Today joining me, as promised, is Rich Heilman, who is one of my colleagues on the Developer Advocate team. Rich, how you doing? Hey, Josh. Pretty good. Can't good, complain. man. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. I'm <laughs> super excited for this one because as people who know me with my mobile background and the other things that I've been doing at SAP with Cloud Platform, I'm not a traditional ABOT person. And today's topic is, it's something I know about and I've been on the edges of it as I've used extension and integrations, but I don't have a real deep dive of uh, knowledge into the subject and I know you've actually taught courses on it. So hopefully our listeners will like what they hear. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've been I've been in the ABOP space for the better part of, oh, 19 years now. So um, uh, yeah, I have, a, I have a little bit of experience I can share. As 19 years as SAP employee or what? Uh, just as a, a customer, a customer and an employee. Um, I mean, those that, uh, that don't know me, I, I started out at an SAP customer, and at that time we we implemented um, SAP R3 46C, if everybody can remember that one. Uh, and that's basically when I learned ABOP. Before that, I was I was programming on the uh, AS400 using uh, RPG, yeah, RPG. And uh, basically, my company said, "Okay, we're going to do this SAP thing. So now you're going to have to uh, now you're going to have to learn this ABOP thing." I was like, "Okay." Um, so they sent me to the you know the the BC 400, 401, 402 classes at uh, at the offices in Newtown Square, and um, basically, I was like, "Yeah, this is great. Uh, I love this stuff." And um, I kind of dove in with both feet. Um, uh, taught myself for the most part, um, you know, how to do you know, traditional DIN Pro programming, um, do reports and, and things like that, and write a lot of interfaces. So um, you know, we doing when we did this implementation project, um, I had a lot of a lot of opportunities to you know spread my wings and, and do a lot of different things across many different different modules. Since we were a pretty small shop, I could touch MMPP, VC, SD. FI, I could touch them all. Um, so I, I got a lot of experience in doing that. Um, and then I jumped into uh, into the SAP community. Uh, back then it was the SAP Developer Network. Mm-hmm. Um, back SDN, in 2004. SDN, yeah, yeah, SDN, yeah. Uh, so the t- 2004 timeframe when that came around and, and then I started, um, I started answering questions in the forums there. Um, and really what it was about was um, I wanted to learn what other people were facing. So I took 
took the opportunity when when someone asked a question in the forums uh, and I didn't know the answer right off the top of my head, I would go and figure it out uh, and then post back to the forums what I found out. And in doing that, that helped me do my day job better because now I've learned how to do something that I can use and have in my toolbox. Um, so I got, um, I got um, um, a lot of experience in, in doing that through SDN and, and um, at some point I, I got uh, some attention from SAP um, looking to do um, uh, replatforming the BPC product, uh, the, the old Outlook soft product, uh, business objects, um, what was it called? Bus SAP business objects, business yep. planning and consolidation. 7.0 um, version for NetWeaver, <laughs> no version for SAP NetWeaver. Sorry, no problem. Uh, yeah, no that problem. was that was like the long the longest product name ever, right? Once you said uh, Outlook Soft out loud, I almost stopped recording, but then I remembered the lawsuit was settled. So <laughs> over over a beer, <laughs> I'll actually describe to you my experience during that time period because I started with SAP in 2007, right before all that came down. Okay. So and I was in the IT department working on mobile devices and I was connected to everything that was an acquisition and merger. So uh, yeah, back in that time, yeah. frame, there were a lot of different software companies and, and business objects to use those words you just mentioned as part of something else. SAP bought business objects, which had huge offices in Vancouver and in Paris. And that was another whole animal to try to incorporate because that was, I think to date, that was one of the biggest acquisitions they had done. Yep. So, yep. But the term business objects is used by Sybase as well, which we acquired as a business object that you would map a something you're working on as an application that you want to draw business data out of the back end. So we had business objects you just mentioned. We had the company business objects. We had Sybase's business objects that they were using <laughs> in the mobile application platform, which they called SUP, the Sybase Unwired platform. Mm -hmm. So all these little nuggets of things were connected together using the same terminology, which could get very confusing. Right, and and later in the in this podcast, I'll probably say the word business words business object again, which would mean something completely different. <laughs> no problem. So let's. Uh, I know people listen to this expect it to be about ten to fifteen minutes. We can probably go closer to twenty if we need to. But yeah. I, I saw the title of it, and it's uh, getting started with steampunk and ABOP RESTful programming model. I understand ABOP. I understand RESTful programming model. But what is steampunk, and why is that word connected to SAP? Yeah. So so steampunk was the was the internal code name for this project, which was basically putting an ABOP environment um, on, on the SAP cl uh, cloud platform. So basically that was our internal name. And um, I suppose it was, um, I mean, if you, if you understand the term steampunk, if you look it up on Wikipedia and whatnot, it's, it's kind of like bringing the, the old into the new. It's, it's uh, kind of sci-fi using, um, um, older technology and uh, and things like that so it kind of what are fits. those machines called that do nothing right you build a huge machine that does something that's just like making a ball fall through a trap and all the gears spin around it reminds me of those like a bunch of machinery yeah industrial. I mean, uh, very industrial very uh, very mechanical right uh, but i think i think the play on the steampunk thing was was bringing the old into the new like bringing and, and I, I hate to say use the word old when i talk about about because it's yes it's been around for a while and um uh, we have a lot of people that have, have been touching it for for so long but um we've also we've also brought it up to the 21st century in my opinion i mean we've we've added a lot of new features we've 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 um 
uh, we've we fostered the community around the ABAP topic, um, and and today I think I think you know it's it's a language that is very powerful, and of course it you you can leverage your your older skills and, and increase your um, your your understanding of the new syntax as well, and it can be a very powerful tool, especially when um, you know connecting to. Uh, connecting the SAP Cloud Platform to um, your on-premise systems or your your for HANA Cloud systems as well. So I remember when Bjorn Gerke announced this at TechEd a few years ago, and then it went live a year after that. But are yep. you bringing your entire on-premise ABOP to the SAP Cloud Platform and subscribing to a model that allows all of your code to move to the cloud, or is it different? No, this is a, this is definitely a subset um, system. Um, I mean, under the hood, it it basically is um, it is an ABAP system, but it has a lot of restrictions associated with it right now. Um, what it it allows it allows the developer to use whitelisted APIs, um, and and a lot of things that the traditional ABAPer would be uh, would would expect to be able to use in in the steampunk environment um, may not be available. Uh, for example, um, this is not, I don't think this is true anymore because I think it's been released, but uh, let's say you wanted to parse some JSON. There's a, there's a class that, that we use that um, um, converts uh, JSON to an internal table. Well, when I first tried to use that in, in Steampunk, it said you can't use use this here. Um, so over time, we're adding more and more APIs to this whitelist. Um, but things like things that you definitely won't be able to do in Steampunk are things like DinPro processing. Like you don't try to create a DinPro program, which is um, you know creating a screen, uh, interact anything basically interacting with the SAP GUI not available for you to use. So don't try to create any, any DIN pros, any web DIN pros, um, anything associated with um, um, reports or list programming or list processing, um, that stuff's not available. Uh, what okay. is available is um, what we refer to as the, the, um, the ABAP RESTful programming model. Um, which is you know, the topic of, of our podcast today. So uh, really the programming model that we, we want you to use in the steampunk environment is this, this wrap um, for short, the ABOP RESTful programming model. Okay. It's wrap for short, but it's ABOP RESTful. Yeah, so um, we figured that if we, <laughs> uh, the decision was made that if we, we called it uh, in, its, in, its, in, in its order, um, um, that it would make much sense, so we just called it wrap, and it kind of, kind of stuck. So okay, so wrap you described... for sure, even though the letters aren't in this in the same order. <laughs> yeah, how important is the acronym to actually make sense? I mean, we yeah. have a thousand acronyms in SAP. Exactly, exactly. Product. <laughs> um, all right, so the uh, ABOP RESTful programming model is basically the API access then to get your ABOP app to work. Is that another? Yeah. Way so 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 the marketing the marketing spiel here. Here it is. It's the ABAP RESTful programming model um, gives developers a way to build their um, their their applications, enterprise-ready, um, HANA-optimized, O-database, Fiori UI services, and web APIs in the cloud or um, or on-prem. So that's that's the marketing of it. Okay, so that's cool. You mentioned Fiori, which a lot of people like Fiori for the quick access to the SAP functions. 
Right. And being able to build a Fiori app with UI5 is an easier task sometimes than to build a full-blown SAP app in the cloud. Right. Uh, but you mentioned something else there when you said doing the RESTful API building is not only going to be Fiori access, you said something else there. It was... Web APIs. Yeah. Yeah. So how so, are those different? So, so you can consume, depending on how you do your service binding at the very end of your, your application creation, uh, you can choose different service bindings. You can choose OData v2, uh, OData... Uh, yeah, OData v2 or web API. Now, web, web API uh, if you do a OData v2 um, UI, um, then that sets it up for more of a, of a UI or a Fiori user interface um, type consumption model, which also provides you like a, a nice preview in the service binding itself. And web APIs um, also gives you um, an OData, OData service, um, but also, um, uh, allows you to have a swagger UI uh, on top as well. Nice. So, so yeah. Um, but uh, you had mentioned the, the Fiori, and I just wanted to mention here that this, this ABAP RESTful programming model is, is in fact the, the evolution, evolutionary successor to the ABAP programming model for SAP Fiori. So for those of the listeners that are um, better familiar with that model, this is the successor to that. Okay. So one final question for me is a ABAP not uh, certified ABAP programmer. Do you have to have now HANA running to run the ABAP in the cloud steampunk system or do you write your ABAP apps without HANA? Uh, well, you, well, HANA runs underneath. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's there. It's just that you don't really, when you're, when you're dealing with the, the ABAP RESTful programming model, you don't really, you don't really have to manage the managing the objects on the HANA on the HANA side because you're creating your objects. Your very your very lowest level objects are are what we refer to as core data services or CDS views, uh, and you're creating those in the ABAP environment. And when those are generated or activated, um, that at that point it goes down to HANA and generates the views accordingly. Um, so you're not really having to deal with with HANA per se, uh, the database, um, uh, during during your development on the mm -hmm. ABOP tier. So okay. um, it's kind of abstracted away, but it's definitely there. No, it's powered by HANA, but it's not that you have to be coming into it thinking I'm programming in HANA and I'm programming in ABOP. And my my question was based on I've got developers I meet with that don't have all those skill sets in one. There's several different development back end people, front end people, full stack and this whole mixture of HANA versus legacy ABAP is an interesting mix that I met when I was at the AWS reInvent conference. Mm -hmm. I realized that a lot of the people that are in the SAP world running operations overnight and transitioning from what you mentioned earlier, the R3 systems to their S4 systems, they're catching up and learning HANA at the same time. They don't even maintain some of the ABAP jobs that are running. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's always, it's always good to have, some HANA skills in your in your tool bag um, that makes things a little easier. But for for what we're talking about here, um, creating uh, extensions to your ABAP based applications using the RESTful programming model, um, HANA skills aren't required uh, in order for you to 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 be productive um, as a developer in this space. Okay, cool. Well, I think we're almost at the end of our time here, so I want to wrap up by asking really a final question, which is how did the listeners get started with this ABAP RESTful programming model for Steampunk? 
Yeah. So the best way, um, there's a blog out there that uh, our, our product manager, uh, Corinne, um, put together. It's, it's, it's very good. Um, I, I don't think I want to give you the URL here. I think we'll put it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, but basically, if you, if you do a search, um, RESTful about programming model, it's one of the first um, hits in Google. So, I mean, it's very easy to find. But basically, it'll, it'll, it'll tell you the same thing I'm telling you now. And that is to, uh, number one, go out there and, and sign up for the trial instance um, of the Steampunk system on the SAP Cloud platform. That's free. Um, it is a shared system. So um, hmm. you know, what you do out there can be seen by other people. So you're not going to want to put your um, passwords hard-coded in there or anything like that. Um, well, you should also, I'm going to ask you to stop and plug real quick what you did because I know we were watching people live code on it recently, right? You had a challenge? Yep. So what was yeah, that Yeah, we had it. We had a coding challenge um, recently, an ABOP coding challenge, where we threw something out there to the community and said, um, well, here's the parameters of the challenge, and this is the output that we want you to, what you, want you to produce um, and show us your code. And you know, some things that we looked at during that were how many lines of code, how elegant is your code, how efficient is your code. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then we, we judged them and um, awarded uh, awarded the winners and of course the the awards were just a pat on the back and a good job it wasn't anything uh anything monetary or anything like that but uh we also gave out some special awards um for for those that that were a little bit more creative than others and and things like that so that was a lot of fun but that's not going to be the last uh, definitely not the the last challenge at all and definitely not uh the last abop challenge uh, of this year i think we're going to do a lot more of those Okay, and that's something where it's a shared system, but people could still write in their own space and not have somebody else break their code. Yeah, so I mean, it, it, you can uh, you can see everybody's work out there, but you, the idea is that you create your own package uh, in Steampunk, and you can do your development in your own package there, um, and, and stay stay pretty much isolated. And once you create your your account, um, uh, your trial account, then I would say go to the tutorial system, um, developers.sap.com. Uh, slash tutorials, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and out there, you will find um, several tutorials, uh, which will allow you to go and and create a, a an application, a Fiori application, using the ABOP RESTful programming model. Uh, I think there's actually two flavors out there uh, of tutorials. You can use the managed version and the unmanaged version. Uh, sorry, the managed version and unmanaged version uh, okay. of the RESTful programming model. Um, and I don't think we have a lot of time to to go into the nuts and bolts of what the differences are there, but just basically the managed version and um, uh, is for basically a, a greenfield type scenario uh, where your brand your application is brand new, and the unmanaged version actually um, allows you to have more control over calling existing assets within the ABOB system, so existing function modules and existing class methods to handle the create, update, and delete. Um, but two flavors, um, same same concept as far as um, the programming model is concerned and the output is, is, is basically the same. Uh, but we have tutorials out there that will take you through both types of scenarios and, 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 and get you going pretty quickly. Nice. Thank you. Uh, okay. So just to recap real quick, what I think I learned, you know, Steampunk is the SAP cloud platform environment that you have ABAP running and ABAP developers can go there and they can bring their skills into the cloud and just get started with, ABOP in the cloud. Mm-hmm. 
and the Abbot RESTful programming model is the framework that allows those developers to build their apps. Uh, their apps could be Fiori or it could be OData or web APIs, as you mentioned. And that's using new technologies with the CDS, but also using behaviors and definitions, languages that they want to bring that they may be familiar with into this new world. With the behavior, yeah, the behavior definition is 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 part is 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 it's it's ABAP, but it's it's not uh, it's its own language within the ABAP environment. This uh, behavior definition language, but this is where it allows you to uh, basically define the behaviors that are associated with your data model. So yeah. Okay. All right. And then, as we said, you get plenty of tutorials out there on developers.sap.com slash tutorials. Uh, looking for the wrap tutorials would be a first step. I think I'm going to try and complete one of those and just record myself doing it. Mm -hmm. And I'll throw that up onto a YouTube channel or something. And if I'm having too much trouble, maybe either you can go on DJ Adams live stream and do it, or I can do a session with you going, we could try it out. Because I think the advantage to me trying it is I'm going to find errors that somebody else might not find if they think they know what they're doing. I know I don't know what I'm doing. So. <laughs> yeah, and, and again, um, it, it, I, we didn't have a whole lot of time to go into the, the nuts and bolts of the, the actual framework and how it works and things like that. But um, the blog that I mentioned earlier by Corinne has two videos on it that give you a very, very good um, overview of exactly what I'm talking about here and, and does go into the nuts and bolts of it if you wanted to check that out. Nice. No, for sure I will. And I'll include those links in the description. I'll put all of your social media uh, channels out there. And to give a little plug for the SAP community, uh, you kind of touched on that a little bit earlier with going out and answering questions and doing what you do and being an active member of the community. That's how you can really ev elevate yourself as a user in the SAP community. And you get uh, points for all the questions you answer and you get thumbs up and likes for the answers you give. And it actually elevates you in the community and you get more respect uh, within the SAP ABOT developer area. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, that's that's basically where I spent, um, oh, I don't know, five or six years of my life between 2004, 2004 and 2000, yeah, I guess 2004 and 2009, 2010 uh, is, is on SDN or SCN answering questions. And uh, and it did. I mean, it, it really did. It helped me personally as well as professionally. I mean, I, I grew as, uh, as a person as far as um, understanding you know what some of our customers and partners were, were going through uh, as far as the issues that they were seeing and um and, and helping them uh, resolve those issues um but also i mean yeah it did give me um some some recognition and some um uh, 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 some attention from um from people that i otherwise probably wouldn't have any contact with um yeah, so I mean, it's it's good to get out there and share what you know, and um, you know, and, and be active in the community. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I've got some badges I've awarded in the past. I also earned badges, but uh, Manina, who's on our team, uh, the the larger SAP Developer Relations team, she told me about the fact that you get Karma credits, which I guess that's kind of like a ranking mm -hmm. of your existing profile within the SAP community, which is pretty cool. Yep, yep. So I have no idea how many Karma credits you have. I don't have a ton, so I'll work to get some more. Um, I think, uh, I think there's a, uh, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. I think the SDN points came over, um, as part of that. Uh, yeah. let's see here. S S C N. Uh, and if they did, there's probably a, a good chunk out there. Um, yeah, I know I got a chunk for doing different blog posts and earning some badges and stuff, but it's fun just to like go and see it. Like I could search for your name 
and blog posts as a filter and find all the blog posts that you've written to be able to learn about the subject. And that can also write, type in your name, I guess, with ABOP and search for that too. So, yeah. Uh, I actually don't see the karma points out here anymore. All right. Well, you'll get them. Well, you can get plenty of badges that we can look at. Yeah. At one time they showed it under the, um, somewhere on here, but I don't, I don't see it now. Oh, actually there they are. 64,079. No way. That's yeah. Great. I mean, I, that's gotta be the ones that came over from the, the SDN days. So, so yeah. like I said, I spent, I spent the better part of my life between 2004 and 2009 or so, uh, on SDN answering questions. Nice. So, so in other words, you're qualified to be on my podcast. <laughs> I suppose. I mean, yeah, I took a break from the Abob world there for a while. So I'm, I, I'm just now getting back into it, which is great because, you know, it was my first love. And uh, it's, it's, it's good to, to circle back on it. But yeah. But yeah. Well, this is probably going to air. I think we're recording in early April and this will air probably in either May or early June. But what's funny is I think in the first week of April, New Jersey was calling for COBOL programmers because they don't have enough of them to help get their job done. Uh-huh. And it's funny was I was in pre-sales out in California and one of the government um, CTOs out there was mentioning that this is, they're not teaching COBOL in school and they don't teach enough of these older skills to still run the government system. So it's interesting when we talked about steampunk and bringing the old and the new together it's you've got to migrate this code to either a new functional application or you've got to get programmers coming out of school with the skill set because everybody else is retiring. Yep, exactly. Yep. So it's a fun world to exist in for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, lots of information. I'll type up a recap to it. I'll publish this out, like I said, in a few weeks and I will have you back on again, hopefully. Cool. All right, Rich, thank you so much for your time. Have a good day. All right, thank you. Bye. Bye. Another great episode of Bluebeard's Tech Talk. I hope everybody enjoyed hearing from Rich Heilman and learning about steampunk. And uh, in two weeks, let's switch over to mobile apps and how we develop them internally at SAP. I'm going to have Trisha Barton on from our SAP internal IT department, and she's going to tell us how we plan and scope and manage all these device applications that we roll out to our internal employees. Hope you'll join me for that one. Thanks. Bluebeard's Tech Talk has been brought to you by your host, Bluebeard, also known as Josh Bentley. And while I work for SAP, these opinions are not an official SAP stance. They are my own opinions and my own conversations. Thanks. Hope to see you next time on Bluebeard's Tech Talk.